You're listening to Life, the Universe, and Everything Else. Today on the show, we're talking about the movie Trace Amounts. Life, the Universe, and Everything Else is a program promoting secular humanism and scientific skepticism produced by the Winnipeg Skeptics. You can email your questions, comments, or criticisms to us at l-u-e-e-podcast at winnipegskeptics.com. Show notes, references, and relevant links can be found at l-u-e-e-podcast.wordpress.com or at winnipegskeptics.com slash blog. I'm Ashlyn Noble, and I'll be your host today. Today on the show, we have Jem Newman. Hi. Laura Creek Newman. Hi there. Ian James. <laughs> and standing in for Lauren, who is at home sick, we have my other partner, Dave Bonwick. Hi. <laughs> uh, so we discussed last uh, time on the show how many of our favorite podcasts are the ones where we watch a movie and then yell about it. So we decided to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we watched the movie Trace Amounts. It is a totally not anti-vaccine movie um, about how... It says so specifically at the beginning. It does. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the first line. The, the, the title card, <laughs> <laughs> Frasier style, they open with a title yeah. card. This isn't about vaccines. It's about Timerosol, which plays no role in making vaccines effective. No, yeah, so... Uh, so we're going to talk about that movie and the, like, thousand claims that it makes. Oh, my gosh. Actually, we're going to talk about, like, five of them, and then we're going to direct you to a website where you can find out more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're lazy like that. Just like the pharmaceutical companies that use thimerosal. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because it has no benefits except, you know, keeping it safe. <laughs> well done, Jim. <laughs> Uh, so before the uh, before we even watched the show, Jem decided to sit down and, and make some notes about the common things that get brought up, and I think he uh, did some research into Timerosol. So yeah, it's well, it, you know, it, th- <laughs> I was joking on Twitter about how you know it would be fun to play a uh, a drinking game while watching this movie, but. <laughs> <laughs> it rapidly became clear that that would be much more dangerous than Andrew yeah. Wakefield. Uh, we, we would all be dead by now. <laughs> Maybe you would, Newman. Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing we didn't make one of the things like drink every time they say thimerosal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy. Uh, so we've actually covered anti-vaccine issues on the show before a couple yeah. times, most notably on episode 30, which we titled To Vaccinate or Not to Vaccinate. Spoiler mm. alert. Vaccinate. Vaccinate. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, obviously, we can't cover everything uh, that was said in this gish gallop of nonsense, but we'll cover as many as we can, and we'll, as Ashton said, link you to a skeptical raptor article. Uh, but we're in the definitely going to talk about the Amish. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, like, this whole movie is all about thimerosal equals autism basically and uh, i think it really is yeah yeah like, my favorite part was just in the lead up uh to them you know talking about thimerosal they just kept showing like newsreel footage of like unrelated like natural disasters and then like the atom bomb being dropped and the reagan attempted assassination the and the challenge disaster yeah <laughs> and call the columbine shooters sure why not yeah. and just then 9-11 just bad things yeah. that happened yeah show them all 
And that's that was supposed to be how we would know the timeline for things. Yeah, you, you couldn't show like nice things, like you know. Well, and or like even superimposed. Just uh, to be fair, yeah, superimposed as they went through this was the autism uh, diagnosis rate of one in in ten thousand, and then as they got to, you know, when they started doing better diagnosis, the number just kept <laughs> one, in, like five thousand, and then two thousand. Jumping ahead and, there, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. They were implying that the rate of autism stayed the same throughout the decades, yeah, and they would. Sort of Until Mercury. qualify every every decade with a horrifying event. Yeah, <laughs> you, yes. couldn't, you couldn't do nice events like you know the Beatles or something in the sixties. It just no, well, it just actually, they work. did have uh, some sort of, like they had like disco from, or something in the seventies yeah. or something. Yeah, that was just horrible events. Anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, the whole thing is basically we're not anti-vaccine we're pro safe vaccine that's mm-hmm. uh, another one where we take a drink there's so much emotional <laughs> manipulation in this so movie much. uh okay but ashlyn wants me to talk about thimerosal so let's talk about thimerosal <laughs> one of the points that they made is that thimerosal only exists because pharmaceutical companies are lazy mm-hmm. and they want to i guess manufacture fewer small glass bottles well, actually they started with lazy but they ended with the only reason thimerosal is in vaccines is because of money it's right. because Cheap. it's cheaper. It's cheaper to do that because thimerosal is a preservative, yeah. right? And so the companies want to go the cheapest route, so they just put thimerosal in there so then they don't have to make expensive refrigerated vaccines. Yeah, and the idea is it prevents bacterial contamination of the vaccines. because you So they can do multi-dose vials. Yeah, so you can have a, a single-dose vial where you just use it once, and so it's totally sealed the whole time, then you use it, and then it's done. Uh, but uh, that isn't as cost-effective, and there are other manufacturing issues with mass-producing those, and so you'll have uh, multi-dose vials, which is a vial of vaccine that you, you know, you shake it up, and then you take some of it out for a shot, and then you'll use more of it for a second shot, etc., and it lasts longer and like that. You know, um, it's kind of like buying buying a two-liter carton of milk instead of all those little (laughs) uh, one-cup cartons, right? Yeah, very practical. Especially yeah. in places where refrigeration is an issue. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, like and shipping costs are an issue yes. as well, right? Because yeah. it's going to cost a lot, a lot less glass. Exactly. Involved. Yeah. And that's one of the points that they hit. They're like uh, between 2000 and 2002, thimerosal was removed from the regular childhood schedule of vaccines in the United States, but but it was still being added to vaccines that were being shipped overseas. And you know, there, this outcry about in this film anyway about you know why are those people still getting the mercury and uh, you know our kids aren't getting it anymore? And well, you know, the reason is you know refrigeration and, and cost. There are different needs in yeah, the developing world. By doing that, it's a better way to get it to places where maybe refrigeration isn't always as available and costs are a bigger issue for them. And it's just getting the the best thing. So so I think, though, Jem, maybe you should tell us all exactly what mm. thimerosal is. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm totally getting ahead of myself. So thimerosal... Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> thimerosal <laughs> is about half ethyl mercury. And uh, the reason thimerosal is added to vaccines, and it has been... Uh, for decades is because it prevents bacterial contamination and growth. It's a preservative, as we've said. So by 2002, thimerosal was completely removed from the childhood vaccine schedule in the U.S. And I'm just going to quote, actually, from the uh, Health Canada website here, which we'll link to in the show notes. Thimerosal is the most effective preservative 
and has been used safely for over seven decades. Most vaccines licensed in Canada do not contain thimerosal. Only the influenza vaccine and some hepatitis B vaccines contain thimerosal. Theoretical concerns regarding possible mercury toxicity and a link to autism have been dismissed with multiple studies that have found no evidence of a link. Thimerosal contains ethyl mercury in an amount well below established limits of safety. Ethyl mercury is eliminated from the body rapidly and does not accumulate, even in premature infants. This is in contrast to methyl mercury, which is found in many foodstuffs, especially fish, and which remains in the body longer and can accumulate. The 2007 National Advisory Committee on Immunization statement concluded that, quote, there is no legitimate safety reason to avoid the use of thimerosal-containing products for children or older individuals or pregnant women, end quote. But if you're middle-aged... Stay away. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the bottom line is you're going to get more mercury and worse mercury, more dangerous mercury, from eating a tuna fish sandwich than you will from uh, vaccination. Uh, Which this movie denies many, many times. They they explicitly state the opposite over and over again. And at one point they claim that ethyl mercury, uh, which is the the form found in thimerosal, is more dangerous than methyl mercury, but if you actually look at the study that they're citing, all they found was that limits placed on uh, ethyl mercury and methyl mercury are not comparable you know you can't use mm. a limit designed for ethyl mercury to talk about to talk methyl- about methyl mercury and vice versa yeah uh, it didn't find so, that ethyl mercury was worse for you so isn't that though what they were doing constantly through the mer- movie because they yes. kept talking about some safe limit which they i don't even know if they came told us where they got this number from because they just kept rambling all these different I things i think and I, I can't verify this but i think they were mostly talking about the safe levels of uh, mercury in drinking water. That seemed to be yeah. the limit they kept going back to. And then extrapolating that to per body weight and, and such. That's one of the most it, hilarious things. It just seemed to things. make no so sense weird. where like what they were comparing. They, yeah. And they never made it clear. And that's why we're yeah. s- all of us are so unclear. Like, what exactly is the comparison here? So, so they were comparing the parts per billion uh, allowable amount of mercury in drinking water yeah. to the parts per billion allowable mercury content in vaccines. And they're like, oh my god, they allow more mercury in vaccines than they allow in drinking water. That's awful. But when you take just a second to think about it, you're like, yeah, that's probably because presumably you're drinking more water than you are vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the CDC recognizes that you're taking I don't know. in... When I get home, I like to crack a nice vaccine at the end of a hard day, <laughs> sip it in front of the computer. Like, seven or eight ounces of it. Yeah, you know, it's... it's, it's... Uh, they made a really... They made it ex- extra scary by saying, like, it's two parts per billion allowed in drinking water. And, and I, they say I don't it was like 50,000 50, parts per billion for this. For, there's two parts per billion allowed for drinking water. Uh, Ten million parts per billion of mercury in uh, vaccines uh, and only a hundred parts per billion to qualify as a hazardous waste. <laughs> right. So they want it, they want you to say like it's tens of times more dangerous than hazardous waste. Yeah, but you have to look at the at the dose and frequency of that dose as well. No, we like don't. yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, because, no, no. Like, Every bit of evidence can be taken completely out of context. And the dosage is the same as a glass of water. Yeah, so, so <laughs> like if you, if you, let's say you're drinking uh, two liters of water a day or whatever, you're getting your your allowable limit is so much mercury, and you're and you're getting like one tiny vial 
injected once every few months. Like, like there's a reason that those are, t- like, not comparable, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering that they're not the same mercury. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I was actually going to bring that up. Do you, do we, do we think that they just messed up? Like, I could see how someone, the uninitiated, may get methyl and ethyl confused. Like, just, we made a mistake, we said the the opposite information just because we are not scientists and we screwed that it up. That would have been easy to, to, do, to say that they did if they hadn't made direct, like, they are different, and this one's more dangerous, but we're still going to use the numbers for the other one. Because <laughs> it seems like that's a fairly, like... It's a pretty important distinction to make. This one's pretty bad, and this one is, you know, you don't want to eat it off the floor, but, you, you know, it's it's <laughs> not as bad for these reasons, X, Y, Z. But they got it completely backwards. So, like, it seems so negligent, it's you know, seemed, it's, it like very, that it had to have almost been deliberate. It, it seemed very deliberate to me that that was what they were trying to do, because if they were trying to make a logical argument that the amount of ethyl mercury in trimerosol is a problem, uh, you can't do that with real numbers and real studies of science that because it, it's not harmful. So if you saw this movie and were given that information, uh, you would then go onto Google and you would you would do some more research for yourself and you would find further because you were misinformed in the first place, right? So you'd be like, yeah. holy sh- Look at all the, or the 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 methyl mercury is the safe one. So you know, is that right? Because that's because no, they got me, that backwards. Me, yeah, yeah. Ethyl, like neither of them are, are safe. Of course, safe in you know. But, but one is is less the, toxic. The dose makes the poison. And yes, but what I'm saying is that if you saw that and took that movie as gospel, you would then be misinformed from then on. Well, yeah, and and you would yeah. be looking up things that say that well, whatever. Yeah, and you, you know would be I mean. led to you know more anti-vaccine websites, which would reinforce your yeah because the only sources that you would find that would be along those lines is like you say anti-vaccine or other other similar type of websites unfortunately the way that our brains work whatever information we're given first we give more weight to so if we find backups for that even if they're on terrible not credible websites we're gonna still be like oh okay so this is backed up here it's probably good information yeah, and all those things that are backing up on uh, other websites are, again, using all the emotional uh, manipulation and a lot more emphatic details rather than, well, it's not harmful, so we're not really going to talk about it because it's not a problem. Like, the CDC doesn't have a 10-page a, like a, a document about how not harmful Tarmarisol is. <laughs> Yeah, that would be just a blank piece of paper. They had two it's lines. Not what do you need? Done. <laughs> yeah, well, like like the CDC and Health Canada have pages about these things because people are worried about them mm-hmm. because there's all of this mis- misinformation and fear mongering that's right. going on. But they're part of the conspiracy. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, they're in the pocket of big pharma. One of the many like scream out loud moments in in this documentary was when they 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 said and then this uh, pharmaceutical corporation revealed that thimerosal was deemed unsafe for dogs. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Laura just screamed, "So are onions!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, onions and chocolate. So I guess we gotta ban those too. Yeah, like, heaven forbid. Why is unsafe for dogs the? Uh, yeah, since when is that the benchmark here. for human safety? If it's not, if it makes a dog sick, I don't know if I want it because dogs are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as cats. But dogs also so. eat their own poop all of the time, <laughs> Ian. And look how healthy really they are. Like the... I start eating my own poop. <laughs> I just Please like don't. the graphic where they went through the whole list of uh, uh, 
moles and voles and mice <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and the monkeys. And oh, and monkeys. yeah, this is also bad for babies. So they have them all on the same screen as they added in each one and then, and then two pictures of like humans. Yeah. <laughs> with no correlation of the science. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we're going to get to correlation in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so, so let's, let's, let's talk about correlation here. here. So, so one of the main uh, claims this in this movie is that <laughs> this documentary, mm-hmm. you can hear the air quotes, I'm sure, uh, is that... <laughs> the sound air quotes make, apparently. Uh, is that the increased... Uh, prevalence of autism diagnoses as we said starting you know many decades ago with one in 10,000 and now at the I think the current rate is one in 68 I think so that was uh, what the movie are said, diagnosed yeah. uh, with autism and, and and the claim is that this correlates very well with increased exposure to mercury primarily as a result of thimerosal uh, in vaccines I feel this is like this is like the banner of this movie yeah what you're saying right now is definitely the the linchpin okay. of this movie so obviously uh, most of us recognize that correlation does not necessarily imply causation in a lot of cases correlation will imply causation but it is a fallacy to assert that because two things are correlated therefore the one caused the other or the other caused the one or they were both caused mutually by something else what they fail to really address is all of the glaring problems with that correlation that they're trying to make. Uh, in 2002, thimerosal was completely removed from the childhood vaccine schedule in the U.S., as we mentioned a couple times already, uh, and similarly in Canada. And we have not seen levels of autism drop. Although they- the movie did say that in Denmark, the levels dropped. Yeah, and this is actually a common uh, a common claim that you'll see made that there will be minor fluctuations in reporting all the time, uh, you know, month over month, region by region. And as soon as one of them is on a downward spike, it, it's kind of like uh, uh, global warming deniers who are, who are looking at like month by month temperatures yeah. reported. And they're like, oh, see, over these few months, we're seeing a downward spike. That means global warming's fake. <laughs> You know, but uh, you're actually just looking at very tiny fluctuations. And overall, we have not seen a turnaround in these in these autism rates. In fact, the so-called autism epidemic is probably, you know, we're not entirely sure, but it is probably largely not a real epidemic in the sense that we aren't having a larger number of people who have autism. Instead, most uh, scientists who study it seem to think that the increase in autism diagnoses is a result of increased awareness in the population that autism is a disorder that their loved ones might be affected with. Uh, It is a result of changing categories and diagnostic substitution. So people who uh, might have been diagnosed with something else are now being diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder. And indeed, autism is now seen as a spectrum rather than something that you either have or that you don't. So these these massive numbers that have gone for, uh, that have gone from, you know, 1 in 10,000 to 1 in 68 people, that's 1 in 68 people are on the autism spectrum. That doesn't mean that as the movie was fond of, you know, showing, these people are like shaking and banging their heads against the wall and you know, refusing to make that's eye contact autism. and totally nonverbal. Yeah, they present 
presented it as if that's what autism was. They presented it as if autism is you're completely nonverbal, you can't sleep, you're jittering, you're uh, yeah, there violent. There are no uh, examples of like a higher functioning person with autism. Yeah, well, absolutely. that's I wouldn't say that's exactly true because well, he never said he had the, autism. The main the documentarian here, this guy claimed that he like after getting uh, a tetanus shot, he felt sluggish and was jittery, and the implication, it was heavily implied that he had some sort of autism-like disorder. Well, I think what he was really getting at was that he had mercury poisoning, and they also did, like, a really weird thing where they tried to show that autism was the same as mercury poisoning. Yeah, that was yeah. the the other big implication. And that autism here. could be cured. Yes. Like mercury poisoning. <laughs> Although they... The chelation. Yes, they did say that they didn't make a lot of noise about that, thankfully, and they did put a small disclaimer on the screen saying not every child responds to treatment for autism. So yeah, but there they did was put that. A lot of work into equating mercury poisoning and autism. It was Absolutely. very strange. And then saying like they were at one point basically saying, you know, autism is mercury poisoning, but thimerosal is causing autism, which is totally a thing. Except in half an hour later, we're going to tell you that it's not a thing. It's just mercury. It was very strange. Yeah. Um, and. This guy was, like, self-diagnosed and self-treated. He, like, read a book <laughs> yeah. about chelation therapy and then decided, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And so and chelation therapy... And mercury poisoning again. Yeah, right. <laughs> By, like, smash it, smashing a bunch of uh, yeah, fluorescent light tubes. Uh, so chelation therapy is necessary in the cases of heavy metal poisoning, but, uh, you know, people should be aware that it's incredibly unpleasant and dangerous in a lot of cases, and there was actually a five-year-old child, an autistic child, who died uh, about a decade ago because his parents were giving him chelation therapy to try to cure his autism. It's not so, something to just try on a No. Whim. Sorry, Jim, can... Uh, I'm actually... I don't actually know. What is that precisely? So chelation therapy is a type of therapy whereby you will take a chelating agent that will bind with the heavy metals and try to flush it out of your system. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's... In in appropriate medical uses, it's used for say lead poisoning or or things like that. Okay, so it'll it'll attract all the the bad stuff, and hopefully it'll get it out of your body rather than let it run rampant through your system. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And as because Jim's... a lot of these things will build up in your in your body, like methylmercury will. It'll just kind of build up, and you you know you'll get to toxic levels, and you'll, you'll so die. So the, the dangerous part of of this procedure would be that you take these 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 chemicals or whatever. And then and it doesn't get flushed out, so it just gets accumulated in one spot kind of idea? Well, those chemicals on their own in an incorrect dose can be toxic. Ah, it, that would do it's it. It's just like... <laughs> kind of like radiation radiation or, uh, or just like yeah. Radiation you... on its own, not too good. <laughs> exactly. And it's the same thing with chemotherapy for cancer, for example. Right. Chemotherapy drugs, a lot of them are very highly toxic. However, cancer is bad, right? Cancer is very bad. Yep. We need to do something. So in that circumstance, it yeah, is good okay. for, it's often a good choice for a people. But if you're an average healthy person, don't go taking those drugs. They're because they're going to do more harm than good. Don't go taking those drugs. <laughs> or even not if you're I wouldn't if I tried. <laughs> not even if Sorry. you're just an average healthy person. If you're sick with something that is not the specific cancer that that chemo treats, do not take that chemo. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this, this dude in this, this documentary in this movie implied that he's like, oh, I probably have this. I'm going to start taking these. And they showed... Also, his whole backstory was shown in cartoon. 
Yes. Yes. Oh, like horrible cartoons. Yes. Yeah, like really freaky cartoons. Like cell shading, but not the like. Yeah, we're like, talking not, like not Wind like, Waker style, yeah. but like kind of just <laughs> like like you know. And no offense to these people, but you know, sent off to a foreign land to be animated by you know uh, small children in a sweatshop somewhere. <laughs> Um, sweatshop shop animation <laughs> well okay to digress slightly um the simpsons <laughs> oh, no. the simpsons was animated in korea for many years they okay. outsourced the animation itself to korea but i'm told that they that that studio in korea is actually quite nice to work in but that's neither here nor there the point is is that <laughs> they showed this cartoon of of the man like just popping these pills and there was nothing else said about that other than I popped some pills and then I was well and I could finally see and sleep and not be jittery and stuff. Yes. Can we, since we're talking about his self-diagnosed symptoms, can we talk about the most interesting one that he reports? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. The fact that uh, he got, like, mental superpowers? Yes, yes. Within so, right. within, so within the first week of this first episode of apparent mercury poisoning, he... He can't sleep, he's jittery, he doesn't have an appetite, all of these symptoms. He has tracers uh, in his vision and right, sensitivity right. to sound. Sound and light. But at work, he noticed that he's incredibly productive and he's solving incredibly complex and difficult problems with ease. Instantly. Instantly things he hasn't done before. A, te- a tetanus shot made him so, uh, Dustin Hoffman? Like, yeah, so, apparently. Is that, is, that, is that what they're saying? That, that, that... Is that was that the implication? Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they seem. Or is to be... that a side effect of mercury poisoning? Because I don't know. <laughs> I'm actually asking. Like, think... Do people like get really down physically, but then all of a sudden, like they mentally have some sort of spike? Well, no. I think what they're trying to they're trying to endorse this archaic idea that autistic people are do all have some sort of Rain Man savant like quality. Um, and that they're claiming that he suddenly developed a lot of these symptoms of autism, including the fact that he's suddenly a genius in some certain domain. That is one of the most offensive things. It was, it's yeah. horrendous. It was terrible. Because that's driving home the point that mercury poisoning and autism are the same thing. Yeah, and, right, and, and you exactly. hear you hear about like autistic people and parents of autistic people being at, oh god, it's heartbreaking. Being asked things like, "Oh, your son's autistic. Does he have any of those special talents?" Yeah. Like, Can he hear oh. a piece of music and then play it on an instrument he's never seen? <laughs> it, like it's 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 just awful. Well, and part of the part that really annoyed me was they never said when he cured himself, did he get dumb again? <laughs> right. And he did he not also say anything they also about said it. that he had the second bout of this affliction, whatever it was, yeah. right? When he ran into the light, the light, uh, the fluorescent light, or whatever. Did, and again, it would have been nice to know: Did he get smart again? Should we should we all be hitting ourselves in the head with like with fluorescent lights to make ourselves smart? No. <laughs> but the movie said. No. But the never. <laughs> Mercury is. Bad. Do not intentionally inhale. Clear about that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is true. Later, was the one thing we could agree with them on. Yeah. They never once said that Mercury bad. Yeah. 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 Later in the film, they were talking about all of these sort of like atmospheric pollution of mercury in in trace amounts and bioaccumulation. You know, from everything from coal mines to industry, what have you. And we're all like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) 
That's terrible. Yeah. We should not be allowing this to happen. Mercury from factories to the air to the rain to the yeah. river systems to algae to small fish to big fish to fishermen to families. Hold well on. That's just how Mercury <laughs> gets into humans. Also Absolutely. portrayed in a cartoon, I should yeah. say. Yes. yes. But a much better <laughs> that cartoon. Was a that was a good cartoon. That one was okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sound effects We're like, for yeah, we have, no, we have no argument. <laughs> what the hell does this have to do with thimerosal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that was... You can't just throw one grain of truth yeah. into a movie. To... Speaking of what the hell does this have to do with Thimerosal, <laughs> one of the earliest things that they did in the movie, uh, and this is another, another okay, take a drink moment, uh, is they quote Wakefield. Uh, so Andrew Wakefield's fraudulent study, uh, which you may remember was published in The Lancet in the late 90s, purported to find a link between the MMR vaccine, so the uh, the measles, mumps, and rubella triple vaccine, and uh, autism uh, in children. The study was later retracted by The Lancet, and Wakefield was struck from the British Medical Register. That's like the equivalent of um, uh, having your, your medical license yeah. pulled. Yeah, I think it's um, important to ram home that that is like serious stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to screw up really badly really bad. to do that so so <laughs> aside from the fact that the study sample size was incredibly small like less than 20 kids uh the data was found to be fabricated uh and wakefield had several undisclosed conflicts of interest including uh a patent on a competing vaccine yeah. <laughs> and also the MMR vaccine did not contain thimerosal. There was no mercury in it. Why are they quoting this guy? This is right after they say, we're not anti-vaccine. We're just, you know, we think that thimerosal shouldn't be in these vaccines. And why are you talking about Wakefield then? Because that's the hot ticket item, Jim. To get God. people riled up like you. Every time I see his dumb potato face, I just want to smack it. <laughs> Jim Newman wants to hit potatoes. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that it's like, it's just... Doesn't like oh, potatoes. God, I love... Potatoes are delicious. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you're pretty mad at them. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with having a potato face. You know, I myself, I have a tomato face. You know, like, you should see how red I'm sure I am right now. I took a picture that we can post to the page because... You the, are turning red. <laughs> Jesus. The... The exclamations that are coming out of Jem's voice are only matched by his arms. <laughs> and and I felt bad that our listeners could never see this. And so I, I just felt like I should snap a picture in this moment. So I'm thinking video podcast. <laughs> no. No. All right. So we were talking about correlation and causation. Thimerosal was not in uh, the childhood vaccine schedule, but it is true that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there are some vaccines... Uh, that still contain it. So hepatitis B, but mo uh, most notably the flu vaccine. And the flu vaccine is recommended for children and for pregnant mothers. Uh, so... And everyone, do it, go get it. So what they're saying <laughs> is that, sure, the regular childhood vaccine schedule doesn't contain mercury anymore, but kids are still getting it from their flu shots. Now, they didn't, like, sextuple the amount of mercury in the flu shots so they're they, they're getting much less but i guess the implication of that whole like food chain diagram that we were talking about is well, that there's a lot more in the air so maybe it's it's that's why the autism rates haven't dropped off but even so in uh certain um jurisdictions like all of california even the flu vaccines are not allowed to have any uh thimerosal in them because of panicking people. Yeah, but the autism rates in California are not dropping off. It's 
Same as everywhere else. So even if correlation did imply causation, there's no correlation here. And uh, the, f the funny thing about correlation and causation is that if you, if you really want to graph correlation and causation uh, between thimerosal and autism rates, what you really should be graphing is correlation between uh, organic food uh, purchases and autism rates, because man, does that match perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, uh, we should link to that beautiful website where you can uh, see the correlation between just bizarre things that happen to have the exact same curve. Remember when that was going around last year? Yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll be sure to link to that All sorts of goofy graphs that, that are the exact same link. And you can sometimes, uh, there was one where you could play with it, where you could just pick a few things and, and try and match them up. Yeah, that, that, it was that's a lot at, of fun. at tylervegin.com. It's called Spurious Correlations. Yay! And uh, one of the one of the uh, best ones is U.S. spending on science, space, and technology correlates strongly with suicides by hanging, strangulation, and suffocation. The correlation oh. is ninety nine point seven nine percent. I like the title of the yeah, next from, one uh, from ninety nine to two thousand nine. Uh, another another fairly strong correlation is the number of people who drowned by falling into a pool correlates with films Nicolas Cage appeared in by year. <laughs> <laughs> so the more films Nicolas Cage appeared in, the, the more, more people, drown. people drowning in pools. I, oh, wow. I think that that's perfectly fine. It's science. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. science to me. Here's another one. Yeah, just the last one. Uh, per capita cheese consumption correlates with number, number of people who died by becoming tangled in their bed sheets. <laughs> it's a strong correlation too, guys. Yeah, yeah so, but there's like, how, how many people can that possibly be? How many people die by being... Strangled in their yeah, by their bedsheets. Do you actually have that number? There? Uh, yeah, it is in two thousand nine. Uh, bedsheet tanglings resulted in seven hundred seventeen deaths. Wow! Yeah. And that is uh, in the United States. Children, Pro <laughs> probably both. Probably a foundation. We should really start looking at banning bedsheets in that case. <laughs> yeah, those exactly. Are those are terribly dangerous. I hope they don't put bedsheets in our vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Newman. <laughs> All right. No, but when can we talk about the Amish? <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, that's... Let's do it now. Okay. Oh, I... <laughs> so they took their documentary cameras to an Amish community, and they were talking about vaccines and how the Amish choose not to vaccinate their children because they believe that that is getting in the way of the will of God or whatever, <laughs> which is terrible. Yeah, just like bandages are getting in the way of the will of God when you have Absolutely. a knife fight. I just loved yeah. your... I'm sorry, I just loved your, like, or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> getting in the way of God or whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever bullshit. It's just yeah. super... It's basically just... how I feel about it. Yeah. I know, and, but that was what was good about it. I just... Yeah. Or whatever. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> this is what they believe, and... Sure. So... Actually, I'm sorry, can I interrupt you for a second? Go is for that it. what they... Is that... Yeah. The, yeah. What well, they, were, like, they don't what... do that because of religious reasons? Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's what the that. person that they interviewed had said. Like... They don't that want to interfere a, okay. with the will of God. Yeah, so right. I don't know that if, that's representative of every community sure. or even of his entire community, but that is what this one person said. Right. So if you're supposed to get measles and die, this, then you do. Then that's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And, uh, and they sort of talked about that for a while. And then they just said, so do you know of any Amish kids with autism? <laughs> and he was like, no, I don't. And that was basically the whole yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, he asked some other nope. random young buggy uh, driver know, the yeah, same question. That was and the whole some buggy driving, <laughs> well, he beard was, he wearing. Was the, he was the buggy driver. Like oh, he like, was just like was a doing. twenty know, year old kid. He was they the buggy driver. Names, he yeah. was he, yeah. He didn't even have a name or anything. Like he was so just the kid driving the buggy. Buggy driver number one. So they talked about how. You know, the Amish communities, you don't see any children with autism. And they talked to a random doctor. They didn't say whether he had any association. He's never seen an Amish patient with autism. autism. So my question is, has he ever seen an Amish patient? (laughs) My question is, why are you talking to Amish people about science? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Good point. Also, wasn't the extent of the interview with that doctor just that those exact words? Yeah. Ever seen anybody, uh, any Amish person with autism? Nope. nope. And then cuts and then it just it just like it just went on to something else. Essentially. Yeah. He could have yeah. easily said no, but, but and then you know, yeah. blah blah blah. There but. was a few of those cuts in the movie. Oh, there oh. were definitely a few. They, they there were... was a glaring one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Was there anything else you wanted to add about the Yeah, Amish yeah. Autism? I just want to talk about how, you know, back in the good old days of disasters <laughs> and one in ten thousand autistic people, um, this is probably what we're seeing in the Amish community is that they weren't they're not seen as autistic they're seen as you know these people are maybe a little bit slow to pick up on things or they're just um punished a lot by their community for being different and they're forced to either figure it out and fit in and cope or they get ostracized or they die young because they can't cope um and so they're never diagnosed as autistic but they have autistic people i mean i think that's a fairly reasonable and, and it's possible, you know, maybe maybe they don't have as many autistic people, but it's it's really not a determination that I feel that this movie is qualified to make. No. no. You also don't have as many people. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, you're asking one doctor who may have a practice near uh, uh, an Amish community, hey, ever had an Amish person come in with their child who's autistic? Well, no. But there may only be 300 Amish people living next to him. Well, so they- it's a, such a small sample size that when you ask one Amish person... Have you ever seen another Amish person who's autistic? And they say no. He, the movie seeming to imply that well, Amish people don't have autistic Amish. Yeah. Amish yeah. communities don't generally have autistic people, but you're also taking such a small sample size that well, that's only one guy's opinion. Now, well, there, there there are people who there are there are some, and they I think they showed headlines from a couple of journals. I don't know what the impact factor of these journals are. Or what, you know, I, I do know. From doing a couple of quick checks, that a lot of the papers that they reference are published in predatory vanity journals. Oh. Well, and that's the thing because they would show a clip with the the title of this study, and they would say, "And this study was published, and this one." And they would just put them on screen so fast you could almost not even read the titles, but you could almost never see the actual name of the journal or or the authors or anything. So yes. Almost anybody can publish a study almost anywhere. And all of those things that they did quote, most of them they only quoted the hypothesis. Yeah. Not uh, any results. So, yeah. but there are there are some of these head st- study titles Studies. that we saw that were talking about, um, uh, you know, the Amish anomaly. You yeah. know, why don't Amish? So, so you know, th- this idea is out there. Yeah. It's I not something they just wholesale made up. Yeah. But it's not something that's credible. Yeah, one of the things that, just really quickly, about the sort of information that we were given in this movie, it seemed to be coming very fast and furious. Yeah. Um, and they were, like, I kind of, I mean, granted, it was kind of hard to pay attention because it was just so maddening to listen to in the first place. But they were really, really bombarding you with 
with so many different like well this study and this study and this study and this doctor yeah. and this doctor and this person and this person it i don't know if they were doing it on purpose or they just expected us to sort of follow along but it did seem like a lot of information coming at you full force um you know t- to to try to get you to understand this whole big web of whatever that they're trying to weave did anybody else find that that it was oh, like yeah. just yeah. oh just, absolutely yeah. so many characters and this person and this doctor and this absolutely this and, and that's a tactic and right if you throw enough at them fast enough they can't one digest it all two they can't actually critically appraise all of it and three you just get this general idea especially for somebody who's not who's maybe new to the concept or or whatever look that at all this, oh look, look at, at all. all this evidence yeah. there's so much that we they can't, can't even it cram it into this <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, it They're, could be 100 percent bullshit but but you know they look can't, how much of it yeah, there is exactly <laughs> when your evidence is presented in piles just like bullshit it might just be a pile of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> like this is Whoa. a classic whom? Who, was the, who, who, says, who said that? Me, just now. Jim? I just, I just, I just, that's just what I said. <laughs> I want that t-shirt, sir. Yeah. If your unit of evidence is the pile. <laughs> How many piles of evidence do you have? <laughs> I have four. <laughs> go, to, go to the website for your t-shirt. Yeah. Pilesofevidence.com Pilesofevidence.com Oh my god, I need that! <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, speaking of uh, of these uh, of these uh, studies, uh, the, the film featured prominently Mark Geyer and his son David, and it said both Mark Geyer and his son David believe that mercury causes autism, but the papers they published have been picked apart by scientists. Like, oh no, <laughs> no scientists by the, medical, the medical community, by the medical community. Or oh no, oh no, they they picked apart their studies. My God, the humanity. <laughs> Yeah, because those shameless studies couldn't stand up to, you know, rigorous scientific peer approval? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just uh, one sure moment. That's part of science. Pilesofevidence.com is currently available. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I have a feeling that by the end of this podcast, it will no longer be. <laughs> and there will be a graphic up. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was hard to watch because it it kept coming back to like these emotional appeals and they'd like intercut random talking head segments with like bombs going off and stuff for no discernible reason, aside from the fact that, you know, thimerosal is like a, a human rights crime or something. And there's just so much blatant emotional manipulation. They showed all sorts of, you know, anti uh, vaccine rallies, you know, in Washington, and you had all of these kids speaking at microphones, and we're talking like ten-year-old kids. And when I saw that, I, I, I man, I hate yeah, kids seeing signs. kids wearing T-shirts that say "Vaccines harmed me." Yeah, like oh, Ive. and yeah, I mean, we we can all understand that there are, uh, you know, people who are afflicted and they uh, with with you know very intense autism, whatever you want to call it. And they were showing those a lot in very sort of appropriate places in the movie of the of the very you know sort of I don't know how to put this delicately, but you guys on yeah the, with people you know hitting themselves and just the very very uh, uh, intense autism throughout and you know sort of 
interspersed with the kid that cured himself or whatever, whatever that. Yeah, they was. did. They did show a story of a kid that you know through diet changes and supplements and yada yada chelation and this and that. Now he's autism free, and, and he oh. talks about how when I had autism and tells them all these things that you know he couldn't have said before. Right, and <sighs> you know it was uh, that's uh, like. Because first of all, that's not true, or that it might not be there's not no true. There's no reason to think it is true. There's no reason to think it is true, and there's many questions that we would ask and be, to, to this family. Um, and if, I mean, if, you know, if they're happy and everybody's good, then, I mean, maybe we have no right to say anything. But it sort of gives this, like, false hope to people, I think. Absolutely, um, it does. That, Even that though, yeah. If you do have a, a person in your family who is autistic and... Well, it worked for these guys. Let's go buy the let's go buy the you know the, the supplements poison. and let's go buy the whatever. Let's do what this family did and let's. It just seems like somebody is lining their pockets with other people's hopes by selling them this false. Absolutely, cure. it's, it's yep. snake oil. And like so many of these, so many of these, the documentaries of this type, um, only the children who are quote-unquote cured of autism were shown with happy music and bright lighting and smiles on their faces. Swimming in the pool. Swimming in their pool, having a, a good life. In every other instance, when they talk about children with autism, they'd show only images of them uh, doing um, things that are harming themselves or having a rough time. It was very much shown that autism is a bad thing and these children are, there's no good in life. And, you know, like... I don't have a child with autism. I, I don't know what it's like to, to live in a family that copes with that every day. But that you're just devaluing these people's lives by, by showing yeah. this. And it was so infuriating because there are so many people out there that do live with it every day and don't have terrible lives. And Absolutely. there's families who make the best of whatever they're given. And you are not showing all of these people who yeah. go through all the things that or other people do. Or anything on the spectrum. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, now, and now all you think is that, you know, this is this is we were talking about this earlier. This is the this is autism. They're showing you what autism is. It's this rough going, you know, hard life or whatever. So you better not get your kids vaccinated because this is what's going to happen. This is going to be your and life. And it's terrible. And it's so bad. Yeah, and there's just, nothing good about this. You know. So it's better to risk all of the things that you could get vaccinated for because having autism is way worse yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's exactly My kid's got it. the measles but at least he doesn't have autism you know yeah. oh oh and i mean i know they this movie in particular wants safe vaccines not just uh the they just want the thimerosal removed in theory but well, most of the people who are anti-vaccine are just no vaccines are not good and i'd rather have measles <laughs> right because you know you just get a rash for a couple days then you're fine yeah, yeah. All good. unless right. bad things happen and you get the complications <laughs> But of that, which there are many, and they're far more severe than autism. <laughs> In theory, yeah. One of the comparisons that I kept coming back to is that, um, you know, th this, what we're seeing right now, is a massive conspiracy cover-up, just like we saw with tobacco companies. Yes. And that these pharmaceutical companies, which, you know, are no saints. I mean, they're multinational corporations. Yeah. If, if you expect a corporation to behave ethically, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but, you know, <laughs> like, I fundamentally don't understand your perspective. Uh, corporations are terrible. Down with capitalism, etc. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, anywho. Corporations uh, bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, they do good. a lot of... Uh, talking about how like oh this person at the cdc went and worked for merck 
or went and worked for Eli Lilly afterwards or mm. before. And so, and they I also mean, like tried to like subtly say that Eli Lilly like murdered a bunch of meningitis patients. Yeah, and, and, in but the 30s just or yeah, something? just tried to like imply it with without thimerosal. <laughs> yeah, with thimerosal. Yeah, they just yeah. stuck them full of thimerosal just for no reason and murdered them. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that and was then, weird. But the talking uh, again with the the cigarettes, the uh, the talking points of putting the uh, C-SPAN videos of the guys defending tobacco and and the, Paul Offit uh, talking about the science of yeah, just straight yeah. side to side, yeah, just juxtaposition. Yeah, just doesn't isn't fair, and you can't. I mean, granted, both of them did go on and say our product is not harmful. One of them was telling the truth, and it wasn't the guy with the cigarettes. Yeah, and th- and the difference is, with with vaccines and that there is a measurable benefit. So you know, and we also know that there is an inherent risk with these things because any kind of medical treatment there is an inherent risk. We try to minimize it. We do the best research that we can. We don't want to make a lot of people sick, but there is an inherent risk yeah. in doing that. Smoking, there is no benefit from smoking, right? Yeah, like, and that, and that's the cool. thing. Yeah. And so they were trying to equate the <laughs> two things. But, but they're trying to equate the two things. Like we're saying that, that, oh, they're using the same rhetoric. But the thing is, the tobacco companies, there is no benefit to it. It was completely profit-driven. It was completely deceptive. It is something that nobody needs for any reason, Right. Vaccines are incredibly important and have an incredible benefit. And so to equate the two is just absurd. And talking about the rhetoric, I mean, in the... uh the uh, clips from C-SPAN of the, you know, the, the cigarette, you know, William B. Davis or whatever, the cigarette smoking man who's <laughs> defending cigarettes. And then uh, Paul Offit talking about um, thimerosal and vaccines. You know, they're not the clips that they showed. Yeah, they were using the same words, but they were saying like uh, in a lot of the cases, they were both actually saying things that are factually correct. But, the you know, the cigarette people were you know saying things like well the poison is in the dose which is true unfortunately the dose that you're getting in cigarettes is poison <laughs> um, and and it's a pack a day or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, but it also it, it reminds me of uh like it's not really rhetoric it's just make it like stating uh things about the universe and it c- kind of reminds me of that conspiratorial thinking where you're like well this guy says that there's a conspiracy <laughs> Uh, but this other guy claims that there is no conspiracy, but that's just what somebody involved with the conspiracy would say. <laughs> well, like, yeah, you know, exactly. So, well, like, you're looking at what Paul Offit is saying, you do and, and you're you like, don't. yeah, I guess that's what he would say if he were in on the conspiracy, but it's also what anyone would say if he were absolutely right and there weren't a conspiracy. Yeah, you can't say that, you know, if you, like, the first, again, with the cigarette, that the measurable amount of poison in the tobacco, in the smoke that you get from part of a cigarette is nowhere near harmful and equate that to saying that the amount of thimerosal in the vaccine is not harmful because both of those statements are true. You only get the vaccine once you smoke a thousand or a million cigarettes over your life. Like, yeah, it's not the same thing. No, it's not at all. But they're the same words and that's all that they give a shit about. (laughs) Yep. Yep. 
They talked a little bit about uh, vaccine courts. Uh, they didn't go into a lot of detail. It's just like, oh, they admitted stuff. They they settled these cases, so they admitted that uh, you know um, vaccines uh, caused autism. But they, like in such you a know, conspiratorial fashion, uh, though. Okay, so, well, first of all, <laughs> yeah. science isn't settled in a courtroom. Um, <laughs> There are vaccine courts and there are many uh, vaccine injury cases that are actually related to well-known, very rare side effects of vaccines um, that have nothing to do with autism. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, we'll link to a series of articles by Dr. Stephen Novella. Um, listeners are probably familiar with Stephen Novella, but in case you're not, <laughs> uh, you know, he is an academic clinical neurologist <laughs> and he kind of knows this stuff. So we'll link to stuff about that in the show notes. We, we won't g- get into any more detail there, I don't think. Sorry, I was just going to ask really quickly. What, uh, I'm assuming everybody around this table, were they all got the shots back in the day when we were kids, right? Obviously. Not me. You didn't? <laughs> no. Jem has hippie parents. Yeah. Oh, right. Jem I forgot your name parents. is Jem. <laughs> Sometimes we forget that, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's not, not a normal it's name. Not, it's not, yeah. <laughs> Knowing you for so long, that's the canary in the coal mine. (laughs) (laughs) But it's gem, like a gemstone. Yeah, Yeah. I actually think it's cool, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) So you didn't. No, I didn't. We're just gonna erase you from the rest. Yeah, yeah. You You should be as far away from me as possible at all times. (laughs) I I, I have gone back and and got a couple of the important ones, but I don't know what holes are left in my. uh... (laughs) Well. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that there is an inherent, as you said earlier, uh, Laura, that there is an inherent risk in any uh, medical procedure that you get done. I mean, if you get an operation, there's a million complications that go wrong. Is Does anybody know what kind of the, the risk is of any general vaccine uh, for, for anything? I mean, like, the big is it, scary one is Guillain-Barre. Guillain-Barre. Or you could have, like, an anaphylactic reaction sometimes, um, and those are very, very rare. They're very scary when they do happen, and they're usually very serious, and often people die from them. It's like an allergic reaction. Like, uh, so that's, yeah, yeah, like, stop breathing and that. But they're incredible, like, they are listed as a risk, but they're incredibly rare. And a lot of them will be because you're allergic to eggs and don't know it, like, if your kid is allergic to eggs and you don't know it yet. Because a lot of them are, like, grown. Yeah, especially the flu vaccine, because they have to grow so many. Yeah, or sometimes it's just there's some other ingredient in the vaccine that you just, you've never been exposed to before, and you just happen to be terribly, terribly allergic to it. And because it's such a rare thing that why would you be exposed to this on a daily basis, you've never figured it out until then. And so, yeah, so it'll be, like, Guillain-Barre or, like, an anaphylactic reaction, or, or I think you could potentially get maybe an infection or something, or, like, from the injection site like there's very minor things but yeah the, the most important are... the most common is just like swelling or soreness around the injection site yeah um yeah and into the yeah. arm yeah yeah in general yeah i mean because i guess what i'm trying to get at is that the movie seems to imply that now while this movie is not an anti-vaccine movie as yeah. clearly established uh the narrator seemed to Im- i don't know if i'd even do you guys think that he implied that you know, could he have just had a just a bad trip with a with a vaccine? I mean, is that could it, that's no, all it could so. have been? Well, I mean, he the- did say that he thought that his particular case was pretty rare because, well, I mean, maybe not rare, but he thought that it was probably because his like multi dose vial hadn't been shaken, and so he got like all of the mercury in it in his dose. But did he ever say what happened? Why he went to get the tetanus shot? Yeah. He scratched, he his, scratched head his head on a nail. Head on a nail. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, he did. 
So, I mean, he could have still gotten some other illness, yeah, right? Could, could he just be the one in a million guy that just had a bad, bad yeah. trip? Well, in one of the one of the uh, most serious side effects of uh, childhood vaccinations is encephalopathy, which mm. does happen very rarely. It's basically like swelling, swelling of the brain. Of the brain. Mm. Um, and so that can present with neurological symptoms that some people would say are kind of similar to autism symptoms. Um, and that's one of the one of the more serious things that the vaccine courts are set up to deal with, because we do know that this does happen very rarely, mm-hmm. much, much, much more rarely than the diseases these vaccines are yeah. designed to prevent. Much more it, it, than it's like, you have a better it's chance like, of getting measles than a reaction to the it, measles. It's like vaccine. wearing a seatbelt, you know? Occasionally people are killed by seatbelts, but much more often people are killed by not wearing seatbelts. Yes. Being ejected right? through the windshield. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all I wanted to just to sort of mm-hmm. bring up. And I think that my case is actually pretty interesting because if if I had gone on to develop autism, my mom would definitely be one of these anti-vaccine parents for sure um i got most of my vaccines but i got one dose of the pertussis vaccine which you're supposed to get three times mm-hmm. um and had a really like weird reaction to it according to my mom i don't remember any of this um and was like screaming for three days or something i really didn't appreciate it <laughs> um <laughs> but i guess she wrote that one off and gave me the second dose and the second time i was just like catatonic for three days and she thought i was gonna die or something um and so i never got the last dose and because the last one would have evened out (laughs) (laughs) but ever since i haven't gotten any of the booster shots for tetanus or or sorry not for tetanus for for pertussis for whooping cough um and so and now i discovered that to get into the the program that i wanted to get into at red river you need to have the pertussis vaccine and my doctor just will not give it to me (laughs) <laughs> because she's worried that I'll have some kind of reaction and she doesn't want to be responsible for that. So wow. there, uh, I guess I could like just go to a clinic and lie about it and get it. But yeah, mm. I don't know. Get it at a hospital where they might have to admit you. Yeah. But so I, I don't know whether that reaction that I had was caused by the vaccine, whether I had some weird allergy to just this one vaccine. I've had other vaccines since. I've had no problems. Um, or if it was just my mom overreacting to some sort of weird correlation. I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot of, especially with some of the parents in this movie that that they paraded out on the screen, it did really feel like, and I mean, I, I'm not, first of all, I'm not a parent, so I, I have no, I can understand how if your child does develop autism that you would look for any reason why that happened because you need to have that reason for some sort of mental satisfaction the universe needs to make sense the pieces need to fit together yeah so you need to well i'm going to look back well it was probably that cheeseburger it was probably that whatever and and i think vaccines are an easy one to blame that you know oh you're pumping my child full of god knows what yeah that's what caused the autism so i can totally understand that but it did you know it just sort of yeah, it just sort of seemed like they got these parents out to blame. They needed to blame something, um, and vaccines are an easy one to blame. It would it would appear, and it was sort of it was just heartbreaking that. And again, I know a parent. I can understand. I can't understand, but sometimes you know, shit happens. Like it's the universe is not a perfect place. That sometimes bad stuff's gonna happen to you, and 
It's just there for no reason whatsoever. You don't deserve it. You didn't do something bad in a past life that somehow now you're paying for it. It yeah. just that's just what happens, man. And that's I can I can understand how that might be a very hard thing for someone to yeah to accept. So I have uh, an idea that I want to run run by you guys. Trivia? Um, no, <laughs> I, I I've just been thinking for a while about why people believe the things that they believe and i think that fundamentally Isn't that what this podcast is about yeah, yeah no <laughs> i have an idea for a podcast guys yeah, I think <laughs> we talk about how people you know uh, you know make common errors in thinking they commit logical fallacies they have cognitive biases but i think that all of us fundamentally unless we really really try are just incredibly lazy thinkers <laughs> yep and I think that for a lot of people, you know, we're just kind of blank slates on a lot of subjects. And if we come across information and, <laughs> you know, this is like, you know, just talking about like chain letters or whatever that your oh. that your relatives send you in your email. You come across information about something that is unfamiliar to you. You just tend to go, oh, OK. And we add it to our worldview with minimal vetting, if any. And then... When we come across information that we aren't a blank slate on, that we have already integrated something about this subject into our worldview, suddenly you have a problem if there's a contradiction. And it seems like people just prioritize whatever information they happen to stumble across first, because that's what they currently believe. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if they don't have a particularly good reason. Yeah, and that's why so many people end up with the same religious and political beliefs as their parents. Yep. Just like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I came to believe first for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to think back to the moment when I started believing this because you, you might not even have access to that information. Yeah. You know, we don't remember why we think things we just know what we think and Which therefore that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy to me. Like, well, I mean, now granted there are you can't remember every damn bit of information from your whole life, but yeah, people like so, you know, as simple as like, well, you know, why do you believe in God? Well, I've just, I always have. Well, but, okay, but that doesn't really <laughs> give us any information about why you do. Because you said, Jam, you can't, you may not even be able to remember. You were told when you were two years old, this is how it was. And you were told when you were three and four and five and six and ten and twelve and eighteen. And you were just told the same thing your whole life. So that's what you believe. Like when well, you said you didn't, you you were told that milk's no good for you or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Your dad, didn't your dad teach you that? Yeah. No joke. Like that's what you, yeah, you yeah, told absolutely. me that one, right? Yeah. That your dad taught you for years and years that milk's no good and then when did you remember the time when you discovered that milk was what it is i was having an argument was i having an argument probably with you, Laura? probably yeah and <laughs> i was just like no, no no i'm pretty sure milk isn't good look i will find evidence that says that milk isn't good and you're like well but then there's this other evidence that says that it's well my evidence is better because i found it we were all young once yeah, <laughs> yeah well we do tend to believe our parents uh, Contrary to, well, as children, for certain, we tend to believe the things that our parents and our friends and teachers uh, sure. tell us because they're authority and they obviously know considerably more than we do. And I just find, you know, becoming an adult and, and my parents say things and it's like, I know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> and I know considerably more of the things that we're discussing as, as I get older that are just not true. It's like, why am I still believing the thing you, you told me when I was 
four? Five? <laughs> I feel like, it, like it, I should probably reanalyze some of these yeah, things. Yeah, uh, I, so yeah. I think a periodic inventory <laughs> at a basic level is probably a good idea for all of us. If only we or could just me- go mental, through every like, file. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like uh, uh, data is out of date yeah. by yeah. decades. Uh, and even I, then it was wrong. That file is so. corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's deeper than that, though. Like, I feel like in a lot of cases, we're just talking to somebody and somebody's like, oh, hey, did you know that, uh, you know, camels actually don't breathe oxygen? They breathe, you know, primarily methane. You're like, oh, sure. cool. I, yeah, I didn't realize that. Interesting. Well, we got a planet for them. Yeah, it's <laughs> not just the, the deep fundamental things about us. It's the, the everyday minutia that you just, you accept the first thing you're told because it's not super consequential, whatever. Sure, I, I believe what you're telling me. And then and if you, you repeat it, yeah, and you you tell it to other people if if such a thing comes up again, mm-hmm. um, and if you find something that contradicts it, your first reaction is almost always, well, no, it's this other way that I was told first. Yeah, it's methane that they breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes work to overcome that. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. Actually, that's uh, called the backfire effect. Yeah. Where um, w- when we see that uh, a strongly held conviction is questioned. Uh, this engages like a psychological defense mechanism and we start in with the motivated reasoning to protect our worldview. Well, I'm going to find the evidence that says the milk is bad for you. Um, <laughs> with the type emotions. Yeah. For our listeners, I wasn't making real typing motions like I make every day, all day at my computer. I was making like crank typing motions, which was like typing like with a full hand on the keyboard, like smashing like the hand against the keyboard. Yeah, like a Muppet typing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how I. That's how I uh, that is how it, it looks. Yeah. Like a, you're a marionette. Every time Jem talks about looking up information, he makes this motion. So just keep that in mind for future podcasts. We'll yeah. link it in the yeah. show notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we won't. Yeah, and people will like question the ability of science itself to even investigate this this idea when yeah. it gets right down to it. Uh, like those and things are really small. There's no way you could find out anything about, you know, mic- microscopic data. Yeah. Um, unless you know about microscopes and, you know, the LHC. Who's got one of those in Animalcules. <laughs> it's one of my favorite science words. Animalcules. Animalcules, yeah. yeah the, the original wor- word for, for microbes. Be- for yeah, microbe, when yeah, when yeah. he was looking at the scrapings from his teeth. Oh, that, was animalcules. that Pasteur? Uh, Linnea, I think. I'm going to look that up right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, one is probably right. So, yeah. Speaking of animalcules, I, I just wanted to mention uh, Kira's favorite book right now is this alphabet book that we were given by a, uh, uh, a friend of ours. And uh, she just loves it, reads it every night, and it's got, you know, a different animal for every letter. Except for a couple, like, they, for whatever reason, for you, they decided to... Uh, go with underground and show some underground animals instead of picking an animal that begins with you. Like a unicorn? (laughs) And it's funny you should mention that uh, because, uh, first of all, she thinks that there already is a unicorn in the book because whenever she sees the reindeer, she calls it a unicorn, which I think is funny. Uh, Pretty close. Um, Pretty close for two-year-olds. But for why, all all of them are real animals, except for why... Instead of going with like yak or something, yeah. they went with yeti. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, I get I right to the end, like I'm right at the end of the book. Is the second last letter? I flip the page and I'm like, why is for 
Yeti? <laughs> like, do you, do you think that's a real animal? <laughs> you, yeah, it, like, shows the Yeti going, Rah. And do you say... At least it's not, like, S is for Sasquatch, N is for Nessie. Yeah. <laughs> I would read that book. Yeah, it'd be a great book. Once. And do you say... Uh, X is for X-Files. <laughs> it'd be better, because right now, X is another one they don't have uh, an animal for. Are there though, any? Yeah. yeah. Is so they, there an animal? Is there anything in the book? There's the X-ray fish. Uh, uh, but right. they actually have x-ray and they have a bear, bear holding an x-ray and I'm like that's not even related to an animal yeah like, I don't get well, that. that's the inside yeah there's a great opportunity to put like a, a cool microbe in the book for children yeah yeah. there's yeah. gotta be one that starts so with gets, anyway sure. I looked it up and I was wrong about everything um, <laughs> the term no was thing. used by Anton van Leeuwenhoek uh, he, he discovered microorganisms and he did scrape his teeth and look at them that was oh, okay. one of the first slides but he used that to describe a spermatozoa Oh, animal cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. What? <laughs> no, no, don't explain it to me. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 <laughs> we'll I'll take you your word for it that yeah. it's true. When, when one animal loves another animal very much, you know, <laughs> they and, produce animal cool. And, yeah. and they examine it under a microscope. <laughs> Still not following. <laughs> Right. I'll get Do we we'll have get to uh, any more later. good points from the movie that we want to go over? Yeah, we should really wrap this I up. don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> done with this. It was so, It was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really bad. bad. It was really upsetting. It used a lot of really unnecessary imagery. Yeah. Um, and it just smashed information after misinformation after misinformation at you until you kind of give up. But we'll link you guys to a great website that did a great job of taking down every claim in the movie, apparently. Yeah, much. Which is pretty incredible. Uh, was, so we thank them for that. Was this more or less whatever than the last one, the the frequency of frequency beings? Frequency beings, no, uh, resonance. Resonance beings, beings, yes, that's the one. That so one was this was more or more less entertaining i guess but that one what uh that one the frequency, yeah, the, the frequency resonance beings of frequency whatever it was <laughs> that one was really entertaining because of the fact that they took every kind of bullshit and put it into one movie yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. That, that, i found <laughs> they that were stacking those logical fallacies yeah. high like like thrive too thrive was one of the earliest i yeah. think it was the first one that we did episode 26 did i watch that uh, I think so. That was the first. It, it was about a magic like donut shape. Oh, that's, the Taurus. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Everything came back that. to the Taurus, and they would just like oh, morph right. pictures together. It's like, and if you turn this shape around this way and flip it backwards, <laughs> it's a Taurus. Oh! <laughs> take yeah. the square and round off all the edges. Yeah, it was. So this one was, one was definitely bad. like more upsetting, but also more applicable to real people that we know. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. These are true. things that. I mean, maybe not the specific things, but the general beliefs about vaccines that people that we all know and like believe still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it, it, it can, I mean, if it were true, which of course it isn't, but it, it, it's more personal. Like, yes, yeah. obviously, I think I think that uh, Resonance, uh, it did talk about uh, magnetic, uh, um, electromagnetic fields, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, those exist, and yes, they're all around us, blah, 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 and yes, the radio towers and all the other crap that they talked about, but it's not as personable, it's not as personal as your child, yeah. your yeah. dad, your cousin, whatever. It's not a personal thing, so when they show you those disturbing images, it hits a little bit harder home because it's it's yeah, you, it's it's your you kin, know. it's yeah. your blood that, that, yeah. that may or may Absolutely. not be affected. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is a little more shameful, I think, than the other one. Yes. Stupid. (laughs) 
But I think the uh, the take home message from the movie is go and vaccinate yourself and your children, and especially get the pertussis vaccine because I don't have it and I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we got our pertussis uh, last year, right? Well, I got mine when I was pregnant. How many years? Kira's two and a <laughs> half. Kira, you got it when I was pregnant too. Okay. We All right. Both well, you've right, lost some time having a child. <laughs> uh, do we have any announcements? Okay, uh, you should still donate to our please help us to continue renting equipment fund. Yeah. Yay, please, please do. Uh, may- maybe buy equipment. Yeah, yeah. On the show, we we're discussing maybe purchasing some equipment so that we don't have a new setup to try every time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and also our, our wonderful uh, technical dude is, is leaving us. So we're going to need to get our own equipment that we know how to set up <laughs> our sound yeah. technical dude not our computer technical dude i'm true. locked into yeah. this gig forever forever that's true. <laughs> well, you also you're referring it. to me i believe <laughs> just let's get it clear i'm the one that screwed this up tonight <laughs> i rented this thing and i it just wasn't it was it's a weird weird thing to set up. She, she was being complimentary to you yeah no okay I'll, okay it was a little I, i'm bit. sad that you're leaving because i like when you set this up for us okay it doesn't frustrate I, I, no. me it makes jem angry yeah well it was, it was kind <laughs> of a frustrating just, today is because we have to use GarageBand because Audacity <laughs> doesn't support the multiple track recording on a single USB device. Which but is something all, they should look at. If you yeah. all give us five bucks, we'll be able to buy our own stuff and then Jem won't be angry anymore. Ever. Yeah, if everybody listens <laughs> to the show gave five bucks. <laughs> That's something Ashley. that I cannot promise. <laughs> I don't know if five dollars no. is enough for that. <laughs> there is no amount of money. <laughs> can I, uh, can I plug my podcast? Go yes. Uh, I also have a podcast uh, that I've mentioned on the show before. But Follow if in Away case, Slam. That's right. It's the Follow Away Slam podcast about professional wrestling uh, and you can get it on uh, iTunes and all that good stuff. Uh, the Depending on when you hear this, the next episode, we are going to be discussing our top five favorite things from wrestlers to matches to angles and uh, whoever else. So it should be a fun little, you know, thing to know a little bit more about us as wrestling fans, uh, myself and uh, Danger Dave Reeves and the Baron, Adam Johnstone. (laughs) Yes, we all have our wrestling names, in case you don't listen to it. What's yours? You didn't mention yours. Ian El Chino James. (laughs) Which is, of course... Because he's Chinese. Yeah, Chinese. <laughs> the, the, the Chinese well, man. It's like Spanish Chinese? Yeah, because I. Because L? <laughs> yeah, El Chino, yeah, because my yeah. wrestling character is a luchador, but ah, I'm Chinese. So there you go. Uh, Fair enough. And right, then, then. Yeah, I know, it's it's ridiculous. And then after that, our next episode is going to be our review of uh, the next WWE pay per view, Hell in a Cell. Whoa. <laughs> so stay tuned for those next two uh, coming episodes. Good cool. stuff. So yeah, give us money and listen to <laughs> Ian's podcast. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, and when you're considering whether to give us money, keep in mind that we don't subject you to those really, really unconvincing ad reads that other podcasts subject you to. We might have to in the future, though, if you don't give us money. Oh, Jesus. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Sure you will. No. no. I will. No. Who would... Who, who could you get to do... Who would you... Who would give us money, honestly? Oh, who would you call and be like... Audible will give anybody money. Yeah. I'm pretty Stamps.com, sure. although we're Canadian, so maybe not. Yeah. Flowers.com. Nature Box. Uh, Nature Box. Box. Yeah. Oh, I listen to so many podcasts. Nature Box it and uh, so what's the car one? Um, the car one. Uh, of true, true, true car. Samples. You I, can, I haven't heard too many of those. Well, maybe we'll get. I, I know the whole yeah. thing by heart. I've what heard are the so many great times. Great books. Great courses. Great courses. Yeah. yeah. Pilesofevidence.com. Yes. Although <laughs> 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 well, that's sort of the one hand uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the other type of situation. I hate. 
<laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening to this uh, extended desire for money. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for now a podcast. Begging, a begging segment yeah. instead of a battery <laughs> you got to subject yourself to. And as always, you can leave us a review and do all of that good stuff. Oh, please please leave us a review. We don't get very many of those. It's been a long time since we were featured in iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> and think of the terrible movies we watch for you people. Yeah. Really, like, what are we doing for you people? Come on, that was horrible. That was an hour and a half of my life. I'll never get back. Oh, that was, it was longer than that. Yeah. It was longer than that. It was also was longer than over that. five hours. Okay. okay, we need to end this. Yeah, and now thanks, thanks for okay. listening to Life, the Universe, and everything else. Have a great night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Life, the Universe, and Everything Else. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to suggest a topic for the show, send us an email at l-u-e-e-podcast at winnipegskeptics.com. If you want to show your support, give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, follow us on Twitter or Facebook, or just share the show with a friend. Our music is produced by the very talented Ian James, who also edited this episode. 